Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fantasy Injury Team Podcast. My name is Tom Christ and today it's just me. I'm here in sunny San Diego, California attending the annual American Academy of Orthopedic and Manual Physical Therapists Conference. Taking a break from the conference material for a little bit to provide you guys on the rest of the week injury week 8 injury updates. We covered half of them on our episode that aired on Thursday, so go back and be sure to listen to that to hear about our coverage on players like Brees Hall, Alan Lazard, <clears throat> Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Matt Ryan, James Conner, Chuba Hubbard, Debo Samuel, Rashad Bateman, Mike Evans, and Mark Andrews. Today we're going to cover several more players to get you ready for week eight, so let's dive right in. Yesterday afternoon, Adam Schefter dropped a bomb on us letting us know that Jamar Chase will be out the next four to six weeks with a hip flexor injury. This was, he injured, originally injured this in week six and clearly aggravated in week seven. And there's reports going around that he needs a bone to heal before he can play again. This makes me think that it's probably an avulsion fracture that he's dealing with. What that is, one of the hip flexor muscles called the rectus femoris, it attaches way up high into the hip onto a part of the bone called the anterior inferior iliac spine. Sometimes what can happen when the rectus femoris muscle pulls really, really, really hard, it actually pops the part of the bone that it attaches to off of the rest of the bone. And typically with this, I would expect a closer to a six week time frame. Now, we don't know for sure if an avulsion fracture is what happened, but that, that seems likely, but we'll continue to look out for more reports there. With that time frame, that four to six weeks, that's putting you up in the playoffs when he gets back, the fantasy playoffs. So if you're in a position where you need to win now to make the playoffs, you have to trade Jamar Chase right now. Get what you can. Moving on, Ezekiel Elliott has officially been ruled out for Week 8 due to an MCL and a quad injury that was sustained in Week 7. Presently, he's dealing with some stiffness in the knee, and this is common with these types of injuries. The stiffness is due to swelling within the knee joint. The knee is very, very, very good at collecting fluid and creating some of that swelling and stiffness. And then with a knee injury, particularly to some of the ligaments in the knee, as well as the quad muscle injury, you'll get what we call reflexive muscle guarding, where in this case it would be the quad, but also the hamstrings on the other side of the knee are going to tighten up and stiffen up to attempt to protect the joint from taking on any more stress. And this can be managed with manual therapy, gentle exercise, stretching, cycling, things like that. But it's not going to get better overnight, so it looks like he'll be ruled out this week. And hopefully we will see him back pretty soon. Running backs average missing three games for an MCL, and we see a decline of 2.9 fantasy points in their first game back. Uh, James Conner, who has been dealing with rib, rib injury over the past few weeks, he's officially been ruled out, so get him out of your lineups. Love Eno Benjamin, and I believe Daryl Williams will actually be back this week as well to carry the ball for Arizona. Lions running back DeAndre Swift has been incredibly frustrating this season. We know that he is an absolute elite talent when he's on the field, but he just keeps getting hurt. It it looks like he'll be ready to go this week. He's missed the past several games with both an ankle sprain and a shoulder injury. The ankle sprain is what would impact his play more so than the shoulder injury. 
but he's had four weeks to recover now, so I would imagine he's doing pretty good there, and he should be pretty close to 100%. We do see a decline of 2.4 fantasy points in the first game back from an ankle sprain for running backs, but again, DeAndre Swift is so freaking good that if he plays, you can't possibly sit him. Swift's teammate, Amon Ross St. Brown, left early in Week 7 due to a concussion. It looks like he's on track to play. He's also a superstar and a must-start if he's on the field. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill did not practice all week. He's dealing with an ankle sprain. We saw him come out of the game a little bit on Week 7, and Malik Willis played in his place for a little bit, but Tannehill was able to return and finish the game. It's, it's kind of cloudy if he's going to play or not. A lot of times when, when you get injured during the game and there's so much adrenaline, so much excitement pumping, you're able to play through the injury, and then the next day the adrenaline's gone down and the actual injury starts to present itself a little bit more. Um, so we'll just have to keep monitoring Tannehill to see if he plays or not this week. But either way, like he is not a great fantasy option at quarterback anyway. If you're in a 1QB league, I hope that you don't need to start him anyway. Russell Wilson apparently will play despite both a right lat muscle strain and a hamstring strain. To me, the lat is more concerning because it's so highly involved in throwing during the wind-up phase of throwing the lat muscle is being stretched so if it's if there's a strain or an injury there that's going to hurt and potentially li limit the range of motion he can get on his wind-up which would of course limit throwing power on the follow-through part of a throw the lat is contracting strongly to put the arm through the motion of throwing so again if that's injured or strained that's going to hurt and that's going to be impacted so we could see impacts on his throwing power but also his accuracy because of the lat the hamstring is obviously going to impact his ability to run and sprint but and, and wilson's still mobile but not like he used to be early in his career so i'm not quite as concerned about the hamstrings impact on his throwing performance as i am with the lat and lastly david njoku brown's athletic tight end suffered a, a it originally was reported as a fairly significant high ankle sprain last week, but interestingly, he has not been ruled out, and he thinks that he has a shot of playing. The issue is that they play Monday night, so you really can't risk starting him unless you have a nice flex option at tight end there. Um, this type of high ankle sprain is going to impact his ability to cut off that leg, which for a tight end can be impactful, but I, it wouldn't be quite as impactful as it would be for a receiver or a running back who's expected to be much, much, much quicker and more athletic. We have a really small sample size on tight ends with high ankle sprains, so we, we kind of need to take this number with a grain of salt, but they score 3.7 points per game below average. If we compare them to receivers, which is a bigger sample size, receivers score 2.4 points per game below average in the first game back from a high ankle sprain. So that will wrap it up for this extra edition of the Fantasy Injury Team podcast. Um, again, for our full episode, check out uh, our episode that launched on Thursday. We've got a lot more going on there. Start sits, had a special guest on. Um, but as always, check out our website, fantasyinjuryteam.com. Follow us on Twitter at, under, at injury underscore fantasy, or you can follow me at fantasyinjurytt. And go out and get some wins this week. Let's have a good time watching some football.